0: In
1: between and contemporary
0: and
1: no Welcome back to another episode of the Muslim Standlander podcast. Today I have with me Mehreen Khan, who is in the final leg of her legal education, and she has a keen interest in human rights law. She's also a wife and a mother of three, and a social justice advocate. So peace be upon you, and welcome to our podcast.
0: Peace be on YouTube and thank you so much for having me on the podcast and talking about an issue that I am very passionate about. So I feel very grateful and extremely humbled at the opportunity.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. I do appreciate your time. So our whole platform, the Muslim Standard Platform, it's built around making an effort towards changing the narrative around social injustices and educating people about them. And as ordinary people, I think we can't even imagine the social injustices taking place right now across the world and we can't comprehend the extent and the intensity of the damage that this is causing towards global peace. So as someone with an interest in human rights and as a social justice advocate and someone who's very passionate about this issue, what's your take on the current situation happening across the world?
0: So when I look at the current situation of the world, from the genocides happening not just in Palestine, but also in Congo, to the treatment of Uyghur Muslims in China, I genuinely believe that our perception on human suffering and just generally on what injustice is has changed. You know, after World War I and II, we as a collective society believed that the mistakes that our leaders made at that time, you know, shall never be repeated again and that we need to take better steps in ensuring that there is world peace. And yet we, right now in 2023, we're ending 2023 by witnessing the ruthless killing of Palestinians right in front of our very own eyes. And yet Western leaders are again doing absolutely the bare minimum or even less than that they I I think that they've actually just closed their eyes and mainstream news channels and journalists are also failing to report on this truthfully you know i think greed and power has genuinely clouded the moral compass of the world leaders and unfortunately that has led to the death of millions of people, there has been a significant loss of quality of life for many generations to come even. And that has also led to the collapse of, you know, nations, society. Palestine's economy has completely collapsed to the healthcare system, and even their justice system. You know, and despite witnessing these injustices, taking place with the help of social media, there is an overwhelming feeling of helplessness because our leaders are failing to stand up with courage and fight against those, you know, that commit these crimes against humanity.
1: Yeah, it's almost as though we are witnessing a turning point in the human experience. You know, we're living in a moment of an absolute paradigm shifting reckoning and essentially we're watching a global catastrophe unfold before us Because the persistent and the very purposeful dehumanization of the Palestinian people is insidious and it's very dangerous and there is also a humanitarian crisis taking place with basic food and water shortages now happening and lack of medical supplies and other basic human necessities. So right now, what do you see as the biggest challenge to achieving social justice for these innocent civilians?
0: So what is happening in Palestine is a genocide and dehumanization is one of the 10 stages of genocide. But it starts with classification, making them the other. And we saw that very clearly when Prime Minister Netanyahu, when he said in a now deleted Twitter post that, and I quote, that this is a struggle between children of light and children of darkness between humanity and the law of the jungle, end quote. So it starts with symbolization, you know. He is putting the Palestinians away and classifying them as the other. And Israel has set the stage to dehumanize them further by calling themselves as light and calling Palestine or anyone who believes to be a Palestinian as dark. And we've seen the danger of that rhetoric when the six-year-old child in Chicago was killed because he's Palestinian and Muslim. The type of reporting that is done on this genocide plays a significant role in setting perceptions in people's mind. You know, the language that the Western media is using plays a huge role in how certain things and ideologies are planted in the audience. You know, I noted, for example, journalists would say, You know, over a thousand Palestinians have died. But when they refer to Israeli casualties, they would say this many have been killed. So the language is absolutely critical when you are reporting on an injustice being taken place. So what's your take on this response from the world,
1: from global leaders and also everyday people in our communities? Do you think more needs to be done?
0: It's been quite disappointing to actually see the response um, from the current worldly leaders. And even many spiritual leaders have refrained from saying anything until very recently. But there is one global leader, the leader of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, His Holiness Mirza. Masrur Ahmed, who has for the past two months in his weekly Friday sermons and in any of his other interviews and any other um, media clips that you see, he has constantly asked for us for all to pray for Palestine and constantly been raising awareness and calling for global peace. And, um, you know, to put an end to the genocide for the past many, many years, even before 7th October. Um, in, I remember in one of his recent Friday sermons on the 18th of October 2003, he urged Muslim nations that, that they must act prudently, you know, that we must set aside the differences and to unite as one and to help our fellow brothers and sisters in Palestine and that there must be a ceasefire. And if we follow the holy prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, his guidance that he said that we should help not just only the oppressed, but also the oppressor and I think it's really important that we should use our spiritual weapons more now than ever, you know, to pray for Palestine truly from the heart. And so it's just when, when you see other Western leaders and what they're doing, it's been, it's been. It hasn't met the standard that the that the head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has set. In another uh, Friday sermon on the 28th of October, His Holiness Ms. Ahmed said, and I quote, he said, as long as the world leaders do not courageously strive for a ceasefire, they are invariably responsible for taking the world towards destruction, end quote. And, you know, we see how true that is. World leaders are either watching the injustices and war crimes take place or they are complicit. And so the lack of justice and the lack of courage in the leaders is something very evident you see now. So I believe we can learn so much from what Islam teaches in matters of injustices like those that are taking place in, you know, currently in Palestine. You know, Islam actually promotes a pragmatic way to deal with these injustices rather than raise hatred against certain people in protests and what that means is that we support the oppressed but also take more practical steps against the oppressor and raise our voices for peace you know his holiness miza masur ahmed had urged everyone to pray earnestly for Palestine, to pray for the injustices to end, and to pray for global peace. We can donate to charities such as Humanity First who, with other trusted partners, are responding with medical relief, you know, food, shelter, and sanitation.
1: Yeah, and I think when injustices and... Conflicts like these happen where there are two distinct religious groups, so in this case the Muslims and the Jews, people often automatically conflate this as a religious war as well, especially when you have organisations who claim to be practising Islam in their actions and for clarification for our non-Muslim audience, the actions of organisations like Hamas are in no way aligned with the teachings of Islam. Islam is a religion of peace and absolutely does not promote violence, war or injustices of any kind. In fact, Islam teaches which is absolute justice and equality in all matters. And we find a lot of crucial guidelines around this in the Holy Quran. Uh, For example, a verse states that to fully comply with the requirements of justice, it is necessary to treat even those people who go beyond all limits in their hatred and enmity with fairness and equity. And so... When global attention on situations like these happen, we see many incidences taking place. But we also feel the impact all the way even here in Australia. So I was reading the other day, the Islamophobia Register in Australia indicated that reports of incidents across the nation have increased manyfold since this Israel-Palestine conflict started. So my question is, mainstream media and other information outlets, they relay information about religions, about Islam that is untrue. So what can we do?
0: Yeah, and as Muslims, whenever and wherever the opportunity arises, we openly express and declare our view that there is only one way to save the world from the destruction and devastation, and that is that we must all endeavor, you know, to spread love and affection and a sense of community. That there should be tolerance. For the differences between us and that there should be respect. We should constantly, Muslims actually constantly raise their voices calling for peace in the world. And it is the pain and anguish that we feel in our hearts to make the world we live in a better place. Because indeed, this is, this very function is one of the many efforts towards achieving this goal. But on a practical individual
1: level, what more can be done? You know, whether you're a Muslim or not, what else do we need to be doing to remove hatred, to remove prejudices and unite against all forms of oppression and unjust actions against the innocent? What can we do to be a part of changing the narrative around social injustices and what practical steps can be taken to speak up against social injustices?
0: You know, with so much happening around us, good and bad, the only way we can change the world for the better is to be better human beings, in my opinion. To ask yourself that, are you just in all of your dealings, whether that's at work or in your relationships? You know, do you fulfill the rights of your fellow beings? You know, one of my favorite quotes is by... Gandhi actually, and he says, Be the change you want to see in the world. So, what I understand from that is that it starts with you, it starts with raising your children to grow up or to be adults who will be compassionate, you know, and respectful. Um, Giving, but also who are confident and courageous and can stand up and use their voice for those who have been silenced. But then this also starts with setting an example as well. You know, so parents must be all of these things too and lead by example. So it really does start at the micro level and that will gradually impact on the larger scales, hopefully in the generations to come. It is a slow process, but I think this process is the most reliable way to actually give us results. When we specifically talk about Palestine, I think the best way we can help is to earnestly pray for them, um, but also pray for Israel that they also realize that in their act of revenge they are committing a genocide. They are committing war crimes. And that innocent civilians, children as young as a few days old, and not even that actually, recently I, I, I saw a post and it was a child that was still in the womb and they, they're killing them. They are disabling and dismembering little children who have a whole life ahead of them. We should call and we should write to our local MPs and our um, external affairs minister, Penny Wong. We, We can also make the time and effort to become more educated and, you know, raise our own awareness about these situations as well, and then spread this knowledge with others as well. I think education is so fundamental, especially when it when the amount of misinformation and propaganda that so easily spreads these days on social media. Um, you know, it is even more important, I think, to reach out to those who know and ask them questions and find the correct answers. But there are also many influential voices across the world speaking about what has been going on in Israel and in Palestine over the last seven decades and to actually listen to them and, you know, spread their voices in on your platforms as well
1: absolutely and i do hope our podcast and specifically this episode actually serves this purpose that it can shed a bit of light and maybe encourage you to reach out to us or others in your communities to become more educated and raise that awareness Also, I think writing is a very powerful tool. The promised Messiah, Mahdi, His Holiness, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed, actually came in this era to encourage a jihad. He came to encourage a jihad of the pen, as he called it, to use your pens, or these days, your computers, your words, to write and raise awareness and educate the public. And we have so many excellent, unbiased channels and magazines and newspapers doing just this. You know, we'll link them in the transcript, actually, of this podcast if you want to go and have a read. And also I've seen on social media recently so many people becoming inspired by the resilience and the patience of fathers, of mothers, of children in the face of very deep atrocities and having lost everything they have in this world. They're still so grounded, so at peace and have so much patience knowing that God is on their side, knowing that God is just. And if not in this world or if not in the immediate time that they will find their justice. And in seeing this, the world is witnessing their faith their deep spiritual connection with God. And as a result, other people are wanting to know more about their faith. They're wanting to know more about Islam and what the Holy Quran actually says. And to better understand how and why these individuals have such a strong, powerful and empowering sense of peace. So I also encourage our listeners, if you'd like a copy of the Holy Quran or if you would like to know more about Islam, please do reach out to us. Our website, our platform offers lots of services to get in touch with us anywhere, in Australia, so take that opportunity to learn and empower yourself to know more. And I think with that, I'd like to end this episode. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mahreen. It's been such a pleasure having this conversation with you.
0: No, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you about um, social justice and about Palestine. And um, I really hope that we are able to leave this world a better place for the coming generations. Thank you
1: so much. So thank you so much to our listeners as well for joining us today on this episode of our podcast. Do check out our website for other content, other blog submissions and editorials. And until next time, peace be upon you all.
0: Ja al ja al Isma'u sawta sama Ja al al